Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Following the great Willie P, who you can hear tomorrow again on Wesson Walker, alongside his boy, Fiddy Marlowe, from 12 to 3. We got you covered, though, until Kyle Bailey takes over from 3 to 6 p.m. You can text us, as always, through the Garage Door Guru text line at 704-570-9610. And I want to lead off with the fact that, Wes, you and I are used by our own producer, who oftentimes gets mad at us, really mad. For the most part, for not responding to sometimes the group chat, anytime that he puts a text message in there, mm-hmm. I feel like I've gotten a lot better at responding. I feel like I engage somewhat. One, it's just that Fiddy constantly engages, right? Like he's always putting out these crazy takes. But what happens is yesterday he texted us and he talked about bench players wearing headbands and how they just shouldn't do it. And this was in relation to Jalen Washington for North Carolina wearing a headband who is just starting to get into the rotation, but really doesn't play heavy minutes. Fiddy has a problem with it. So whatever, we talked about it a little bit in the group chat last night. What I didn't know is that Fiddy absolutely workshops ideas, and Willie can attest to this as well as he was walking out, workshops ideas through different group chats, whether it be with him and Willie, whether it be with him, Willie, and Flounder, whether it be just him and Colin, whether it be somebody else, he has different factions of WFNZ that he'll text a couple of times to work out some of his thoughts and then eventually text us. And then he gets mad at me sometimes for not replying. Fiddy. You can't get mad at me for not replying if we're like your second or third option sometimes when you're just firing off takes to anybody that'll hear you. Well, I mean, like, look, it was just coming like me and Colin were having a great conversation. Like I had texted him because my credential to the jump man got denied. Oh, you were hot. And, after that. and so when I first got denied, I was pretty upset. And then last night when the fight broke out, I texted him. I was like, probably a good thing I'm not there because the Tar Heel <laughs> in me would have came out. That's a great point. And then, like, I sent him a picture of Tom Izzo wearing a a Christmas sweater last night. We need to get to that. Um, and so, like, we were having this nice back and forth. And then Jalen Washington checks in, and, and and I was like, players, you know, and I just texted him, players that come off the bench shouldn't wear headbands. He never replied. So I sat there for like ten to fifteen minutes, and I was like, nah, screw it. Let me just text my boys. <laughs> and then I was like, well, to take it one step further, I'm anti-headband guy altogether, which I knew Wes would have something to reply about. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to get the desired response from you guys. I didn't get from Colin. Um, Brian wrote in that he can confirm Fiddy is always on the text line. Do you actually go to the text line to workshop ideas too? Yeah. That was the weirdest wow. sound you've ever made. You can, know, depending. Can, hold on. You need to cut that at can you please cut that next break that we have? I just want that to be on the record. Like go some ahead. type of baby animal. <sighs> Goodness being gracious. Born. Like th- their first breath of life. <laughs> right. Like in- into the world. I don't yeah. know what that was, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, look, let me go ahead and state one thing very clearly. I never take ideas from an NC State fan because I'm not a dumbass. If there are good points and ideas, I might workshop them, put a little fitty fiction onto and then make it my own opinion thought or take oh, i like fitty fiction because by the way. that's what that's what good producers do mm-hmm. 
in or, group chats? Yeah. And then get mad at us, do the whole insecure thing, you're not responding stuff. Do they do that as well? It's really more mad at you because I know my man Wes Bryant's going to reply to me because he can't help himself. Because yeah. I know that I can just trigger him sometimes. You, on the other hand, <laughs> you know, you, on the other hand, Big Bird, I, I sometimes like... You have to work a little bit. Yeah. You do. Like, no I, I get excited whenever you reply, which is why I then reply with an insult. Um, somebody else, Salty Pirate, he wrote in, again, 704-570-9610. What about wristbands? Are they okay? Can bench players wear wristbands? You know, I, I, I think wristbands are okay because, like, some of them use it to, you know, keep the sweat off of their hands and stuff like that. I do not think guys that come off the bench should have all these accessories, like a headband, like a shooting sleeve. <laughs> he does like, people like the beginning of video games when you, like, start with the basic stuff and then you got to earn oh, it. Oh, he's as total you default guy. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, he does not add anything. He doesn't yeah. go and switch up the face. He doesn't do anything. It is straight default basic basic character that suits up for his favorite what was the game that did that wasn't that uh called nba ballers where you could go through like a career mode and you acquire things i'm gonna tell you, you right now better? i loved nba ballers really and it was a game i played all the time and then quit and the reason i quit was because i could not get past the level where you were supposed to bring down the house so you were supposed to go chocolate thunder on everybody right yeah. bring down the rim on the playground yeah so you play, and you have to win the game, but you only play to 11. And so I played to like 300. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. I played long past my victory, and I could not bring down the rim. And so I just, I don't even know how to beat this game. And this was before you could just go on the internet, because I'm like fifth, sixth grade at this time. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily looking up all the cheat codes. I'm sure there were some out there. I just wasn't well-versed in the World Wide Web at that point. Yeah, done. And it was so sad. Like, I didn't want to do it, but I had to quit NBA ball. I just realized that Chauncey Billups was on the cover of one of these. That had to be it. Because Marbury was the OG. Marbury Billups and then Dwight Howard was on the front of one. Yeah, those were all newer. And the, but the OG, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I want to get back to this headband, though, thing. Because you commented back in the group chat that Fiddy would be awful to play for if he was a coach. Yeah, I'd be in the portal real quick. I mean, immediately. Yeah. If he somehow swayed you and your parents for you to go play for him, and then you had to get slapped in the face... You had to. You couldn't wear headbands. You couldn't wear wristbands if you were the sixth guy. I mean, come on. I mean, how fitty would that be though for him to come in your house and lie and 100%. tell you everything you want to hear so to get you to come, and then once you get there, it just turns into boot camp. Fitty, I I think you would actually be a really <laughs> good recruiter to some weird level. You're either gonna hit hard or just or fail miserably with these prospects yeah no i mean sometimes I, I i've thought about it because you know there has been this desire to maybe one day coach because there's just you know there's a passion for the game and stuff like that i don't have the temperament for recruiting because <laughs> you don't you know roy williams always talked about like putting so much into it kid and then him not committing to your school mm -hmm. and like how much he lost faith in the process of it that would be me um you know and i know i went on a whole rant yesterday about how bad how signing day is what's wrong with college athletics but, yeah, no, I think I'd be a great coach because I would be the coach that coaches you hard but loves you just as hard. And it hurt me, Wes, when you said weird. that you would you would transfer immediately <laughs> because I would be one of the guys that would be on you but there for you whenever you were in a time of need. Wow. See, that's how he keep you there. That's how he keep you there. But then he come with the punishment and all the other yeah. stuff. 
But then when you try to leave, he'll hit you with it's that. It's a total abusive relationship that yep. you can't get out of. Toxic. And it's it's like, oh, no, I love you. You know, still, we're right. going to do things differently this right. year. Right. Nope. It's yep. the same thing in your sophomore <laughs> season. It's the same damn thing in your junior season. Yep. Wolfpack James wrote in, is this just for college and NBA level, or does this apply to church league as well? Let me tell you something. As as Even though I was the church league goat of Lancaster County, and I— Historic. Historic Lancaster County. Thank you. Um, even I looked back and thought I was a chotch for wearing a shooting <laughs> sleeve. If you're playing in church league, you should just wear the standard basic uniform, and that's it. You shouldn't even show up wearing high-priced Nike or Jordans. Wow. Go, go, go to the pay less and get some shacks because it's basic Payless. basketball. I mean, but it's fantastic. The, the shacks would be great, though. And by the Not way, the ones I, from Payless. Well, no, you're right. I don't think <laughs> it's any. For those who can afford it, yes. or if that's all they can afford, that's fine. But if you can do a little better, I don't think that's a good hooping. I finished the shacks series on HBO last night, by the way. I finally got around to the fourth episode. You would love it because Shaq is your boy. Yeah. It was fantastic. Shaq is an amazing entertainer. Yeah, it was it was great. Mint Hillbilly, he wrote in, Fiddy is so bipolar, he would be an insane coach. Yes, I do think he would be an insane coach. Salty Pirate also wrote in, What about eye black for football players? If they're sitting on the pine. Do you have a problem with that? I feel like guys that have to put eye black on, that's a sign that they show that they're insecure. See, for me, I don't know why <laughs> it I... It does have a youth. But, but yeah, so did you wear... Did, I mean, who wore eye black back in the day? Um, I mean, it was thing because they do say it did get the glare out. Right. Uh, but no, I was a bit more cosmetic. We had the... Um, the eye things that you could put on. They're like came. stickers. Yeah, they're like yeah. stickers, but they're like eye black, and then they had a school logo on it, but I only wore one. Oh, that I actually like that. Yeah. See, well, I like kind of flossing a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's and I like the accessories. So yeah. if you go with the headband, if you can pull it off, cool. I mean, you got to get noticed a little bit on the bench. If you're not playing, go ahead and wear the headband. I have no problem with that. The I mean, I'm bands, with them to an extent, though. You can't be super saucy out there and you're not a good player. Because I tell my son that. I tell him, look, you got to earn your equipment. If you're a good player, then I'll get you stuff. But earn if you're your not equipment. that nice, yeah, if you're not that nice, no, I'm not going to have but, you... For sure, if you, if you get a D1 scholarship and it's just not your time, like Jalen Washington can wear a headband. Yeah. Even, he's not, even if he's not playing right now, totally. And if unless you look goofy, I mean, there are people that look goofy out there that just shouldn't wear a headband, but then that's also a little endearing when you watch him play and it becomes hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, I also, my follow-up text, I don't think, like it really bothers me that, my, that our guys wear headbands. Like, I, I don't believe that our players should wear them. <laughs> it was something that Dean Smith didn't allow. Uh, you remember the, the, the game against Gonzaga in 2007? Wait, Rasheed Wallace? Rasheed Wallace? Not, not, not in college. I don't think in college he did. They, they sure I did I not. Him. Okay, I he thought definitely I saw him brought it out of the NBA. Okay. Yeah. Remember in the game against Gonzaga in the preseason NIT, Ty Lawson and those guys came out there wearing headbands. We did that in high school. We got time. beat, and Roy Williams said in a press conference, by God, we're the University of North Carolina. We don't wear that crap. That's how I feel. How did you not become a Yankee fan with their whole clean-shaven face rule thing? Like, you are so disciplined. Even if you are maybe the most undisciplined person outside of your... (laughs) Show your work. (laughs) What makes you think I'm not undisciplined? I'm on time every day. I do all of my job requirements to the the best of my abilities. Oh, no, this has nothing to do with your job. I did not mean to make this a job performance on the air. I would never do that to you, even though we can. But I feel like undisciplined just as far as your eating habits. 
right? Like we can talk about some of that. We can also talk about the now you're fat shaming. No, no, this is no. you. No, this is you talking about <laughs> eating three toaster strudels before you come in sometimes. Whip pop tarts. With, uh, how is that five. undisciplined? That is my breakfast. You can't call it disciplined, though. If it's not undisciplined, it's certainly not disciplined in your eating habits. That's fair. If you want to go with the on time, yes. I, I wrote. This is somebody that wrote you a letter of recommendation, mind you. I know about your work habits. I praised you publicly in print. I praised you on your working habits. So don't have you don't have to tell me about all of that. Um, I do like the accessories, though. I do. You just got to be able to pull it off. And so you did the one eye black sticker. Yes. Left eye. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Man. Were you the only one that did it? Yes, I was. See, I, being different. Like, I, I do kind of like that. Yeah. Other and guys will wear two, but I just did one. And you were a starter left tackle. That's okay. Uh, uh <laughs> Loosely. I, I played starter reps, but some weeks I didn't, depending on how I practiced. But you would start every now and then. I was trying to help yeah, you out. Yeah, I started most games. No, I played over a thousand snaps now. I played a ton. There you go. All right, yeah. so we're, we're going to get into that. I did want to talk to you because it's going to be a crazy day for me. As soon as I get back to good old Wes and Walker, I'm leaving. I did not plan on getting COVID. Then I had the Christmas plans. And so I'm flying out to Indianapolis at 5 o'clock today. So I hope their flight doesn't get canceled. They've been saying left exactly. people's flights getting canceled I'm worried. left and right. I'm really worried about it yeah. because I'm leaving at 5. The winter storm is supposed to hit Indianapolis, I mean, in the afternoon and the evening. And the winds are supposed to go up really at about like 6.30 when I'm supposed to land, 7.00. It's going to be dicey, Wes. I might be doing the show with Willie and Fitty tomorrow. <laughs> what time are you boarding? It just might happen. Well, I mean, you know, if I'm if the flight takes off at at five. Ooh, you're going to be cutting it close. It's, it's, it's literally the closest you could get. I yeah. mean, it, it's right when we're about to land. Now, everything's good right now, but we're going to see. So I'm about to leave there. I do want to talk about your plane rides with, with teammates. Like, I want to okay. know about some of the plane rides that Wes Bryant okay. experienced as a starting left tackle, damn it. You were yeah. a starter. Right. Any, anytime we'll we talk. that one. Yeah, you're a starting left <laughs> tackle. We'll also get to the Hornets just getting destroyed last night. All the good feelings <laughs> surrounding Charlotte quickly went out the window as they got beat down by the L.A. Clippers. That was over before it even started. And yes, we have a Carolina Panthers Pro Bowl report. We cannot get to the holiday break before we debate more about J.C. Horn. It's going down all on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let me tell you, I cannot wait for our night out, man. This makes me want to go out and club. <laughs> That's that cash or that blow. With Wes and Fitty, that is some club and music. That's like, where are we going with this? If we, what, what is a Charlotte club that's playing this like dandelion market? Man, if you I go don't up? even know the clubs like that anymore because they open and close so quick. Well, I do. Especially uptown. Th- well, this is the time where our age difference hits a little bit. Okay. When we do the club. Well, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, me at 30, you're at 39. Uh-huh. There probably was some sort of gap between clubs that we would visit here in uptown Charlotte, right? Like, yeah. I mean, because, you know, you had COVID hit. And that closed down the epicenter. I'm telling you much. what, I, when I moved to Uptown and then the pandemic hit and then it shut down everything, 
that was devastating. Yeah, it shut the epicenter down. It, it was like a ghost town. I know a lot of people, I'm sure, you can text in on the Garage Door Guru text line. Oh, there he is. Oh, he's so dynamic. 704-570-9610. That's the, the text line for the Garage Door Guru text line. But yeah, I mean, going uptown, I don't know if you ever went too many times during the pandemic, but through the epicenter, since I lived there, I would walk right through it in the middle of it all. And it zero people. Like, I'm not kidding. It's not an exaggeration where I'm saying there's zero yeah. and then there was really like five or ten. Zero people where it was absolutely apoc- apocalyptic. Yeah, because Sweet was the spot. Sweet. <laughs> Blackfin. Blackfin was fun. Yeah, that Sweet was like the was, la- like a either a pre-spot or a post-spot. Was, was Bubble a little before? Bubble was popping. Bubble was really Bubble popping. Bubble was popping. I had some good times. And then you had um the Music Factory. The music factory. So you had great. Wet Willies. That's what Bubble was. Okay. Yeah. And there then you go. Uh, when Wet Willies first came, that was jumping. I'm trying to think of some others. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, that's still that's still going strong. But then is it? I, well, I think I think that's where you kind of age out a little bit, right? Like yeah. the the first one I got way too old for. I went to Prohibition as like a 25 year old. Yeah. And that's like so many different eighteen year olds. Like, nope, never again. Yeah, got it. I got it. And then also, one people like to go to like on Sundays to watch games and stuff. And then sometimes they well, that's rock a, a late. A, yes, a lot of people love South End Station, so yeah. they do All American Slate, mm-hmm. Oak Room. I've had some great times Oak at the Oak Room. Room. That's the one. Yes, I, I mean, I saw Del Curry in that one time. Did Sonya. you? That is amazing. Yeah, you saw Del Curry at Oak Room. Yeah, was he getting it? Uh, they were up in like a VIP air, but I saw him like down in the regular thing. I tried to say <laughs> something to him, but he snubbed me. Oh, did he? This was when you knew him. No, this was uh, oh, way okay. before. I was about to say. Yeah, this was way before. I was about to say. Yeah. Well, even still. You know that was Sonya. So that tells you how long ago that was. They were still together back then. Yeah, that's amazing. Where do you yeah. want, is there a club that you want to go visit, Fiddy? I, I'd love to see you out in that type of environment. Uh, you got to tell me where the clubs are because okay. I've never gone. Yeah, so, not like, much in historic, what, Monroe? Historic Lancaster, Lancaster County. Both, both are historic as soon as he is, any, as soon as he's a citizen. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I just want, I want to be at the mercy of you guys. Like, I'm putting my life in your hands, and I trust <laughs> you guys to go out and mm-hmm. show me a good time as long as you pay for everything. Wow. Yeah, okay. I, I don't know. I, I'll I'll let you do that, Wes, if you want to yeah. pay for everything. Or we can give some money to people that follow us on our Twitter handle, at Wes and Walker. How do they follow us? Where do they, sir? W-E-S-A-N-D-W-A-L-K-E-R. Get us the 500 followers at least by the end of this show. Can y'all do that? Hit the follow button. So if you do that, we'll send you a prize that we're yeah. not exactly sure what it's going to yeah. be. If yeah. it's money, you do have to promise to use that money on yeah. Fitty at the club. Well, Fitty, what, what Fitty needs to do is he needs to do like a lot of the content creators do now and present a cash app during his uh podcast and all that stuff 100 that's what you need to do that is absolutely real talk though that's what a lot of content creators do now we're getting a lot of people writing in about where fitty should go somebody said <laughs> slingshot is the spot right now yeah that was cool crazy Me and pack, my girl went there. crazy if yeah. you if you go on the weekends at night i went once it was shoulder to shoulder done like covid factory Caught COVID. And COVID's still popping, and there's a lot of stuff to touch in there. So you, yeah. you're going at your own risk. But it was a lot of fun. They had basketball connect <laughs> The four. mini bowling. Yep. Duck pin bowling is awesome. Yeah. yeah, so they had that. We'll get some other people kind of writing in. Somebody wrote Dixie Electric. Have you ever heard of that before? Yeah, anything with Dixie in it, I don't think I want to be there. That salty pirate wrote in. He said, I'm 58, Whispers and Dixie Electric. Those were the spots back in the day. That sounds 
like a fitty spot. Right. Dixie okay, now, now that sounds like you're coming <laughs> for my character. Just because I'm from historic Lancaster and Monroe doesn't mean I'm some some Dixie lover over here, okay? I uh, but you could be a Dixie Electric lover. I would go with you to Dixie Electric. You got to remember, Fitty, I keep telling you this, but sometimes you forget. I'm from Catawba County. Yeah, y'all can have that. I don't know if I'd be welcomed in somewhere you called would? Dixie. No, you, you would I be. think I walk in and a musical stop. You would like, <laughs> What what music are they playing that stops? Uh, they're probably playing some type of Zach Brown band or something like that. No, Zach, I, I don't I don't no, think no, Zach, no no no. If that man is fifty eight, he was going there. They're probably playing some what? Sweet Home Alabama or something Where like that. The skies are so blue, baby. Oh, yeah. So no, you you can't tell us that we're not allowed to put Dixie Electric on you and then smile ear to ear when we bring up Sweet Home Alabama. Because you were really excited when that Leonard Skinner song came up. I mean, because Leonard Skinner is, like, Sweet Home Alabama isn't my favorite country music song. But, like, if if you love country music, you love that song. And I love country music. So when I hear Sweet Home Alabama, I, I mean, get a little fired up. That's more like country rock. That's more southern rock is what that song I is. Mean, more yeah, than country. And, and, and the, the, they kind of blend together where both kind of genres claim both mm-hmm. of them yeah. for a little bit of time. The the most Southern I think I've ever been in my life is when my hound dog that I had, my beagle at the time, mm-hmm. would howl to the Almond Brothers and it was when Dwayne Almond <laughs> died. Yeah. And my beagle, there was a tune when Dickie Betts was playing the guitar, he would howl and wow. it was Hurricane and it was about Dwayne Almond dying and my, yes, my good old country beagle Hound hunting dog would how I mean it was amazing. That's as southern as I ever got. Of course, in Claremont, which is in Catawba County. All right, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets just real quickly. Let's All try right. to get off the bus, even though we didn't do it. Maybe we'll get back to it, set up the second half of the show, and do that whole scene thing. The Hornets did get beat down. We can spend half of the segment here on the Hornets, and then the second half with the Panthers Pro Bowl stuff. Did want to mention though that it wasn't pretty. This was the third game of the West Coast road trip that the Charlotte Hornets had. They're now 1-2. and two. They did beat Sacramento 125-119. to They lose last night to the Clippers 126-105. to LaMelo had a triple-double, but to no avail. Here are the shooting lines real quickly, okay? This is why we're not going to talk about this game all that much. We'll get to Bobby Marks' comments later in the show. I've been teasing and not pleasing lately. I promise we will get to Bobby Marks' comments. So here are the shooting lines. P.J. Washington goes 2 of 7 from the field. Gordon Hayward, 3 of 12. Mm -hmm. LaMelo Ball, 10 of 26. Actually, one of the better ones. Kelly Oubre, 4 of 15. Jalen McDaniels, 5 of 15. I mean, are you going to see 2 of 7, 3 of 12, 4 of 15, 5 of 15 from four rotation players? Like, these are not... Kai Jones, James Booknight, guys that like, okay, well, he's not going to get time anyway. Nah, man, as soon as these players come back from injury and they're fully healthy, I don't know if we're going to get a worse shooting night than what we got. The worst part, too, is that the defense was also atrocious again, not getting back. Only 14 turnovers for the Charlotte Hornets. Like, that's not that much. But the Clippers scored 24 points. They almost averaged a bucket per turnover because the Hornets just weren't getting back. Rough game for the Hornets last night. Yeah, not to mention the Clippers had 27 turnovers a season high for them. As you said, Melo gets that triple-double. It was historic, though. I thought it was a little bit of a cheap triple-double because they got beat so bad. 
But uh, he tied Anthony Mason for first place on the franchise all, franchise's all-time triple-double list. So uh, that's interesting. Anthony Mason would be the guy to lead the Hornets all-time in, in triple-doubles. But it was uh, awesome, man, ahead of his time. Yeah, but the thing was, too, when you talk about the shooting percentages, I think the thing that was the most disheartening about it, they missed a lot of layups. They were yeah. missing a ton of shots at the rim. Bunnies, as they call it. Clippers shoot 47% from three, man. So that's the second highest total by a Charlotte opponent this season. So they just ran into a buzzsaw last night when you're missing layups, not playing defense, not making any shots, and the other team is just scorching. You're going to get beat down like they got beat down. All right, we have a plenty of texts coming in the Garage Door Guru text line. And Wes, it's actually like full of old clubs people would visit here. Oh, in I knew that was going to set it, it off. Well, it's amazing. I mean, some of the names here. Um, somebody wrote in, I don't know anything about Dixie Electric, by the way. Just want to make that clear. 704 number wrote in, is Dixie Electric the same thing as Dixie's Tavern? I have no clue. Somebody said the Breakfast Club was tight. I don't know if that was just a movie or if that was a club here in I've Charlotte. I've never been there. I think it was right outside of the Spectrum Center. I hope it's better than the movie because the movie's awful. Is it not? I mean, it's fine. You're about to set it off on the line with that. This is another age gap thing. Yeah, you're about to set it off. (laughs) No, I'm not. Because that was before my time, but I know a lot of people. Right. I mean, that movie's a cult classic. It is. People do love, uh, people do love the Breakfast Club. Somebody else wrote in Leather and Lace. All right, Ernie. I know what you've been doing. (laughs) Let's go there, guys. (laughs) Um, I've been to Leather and Lace one time. I would Listen, like to see Fiddy in the strip club environment. I'm telling you. I, I'm I'm kind of leaning so, towards that. So Just I, for Fiddy. I'm really, th- this is really testing my ability as a radio show driver today, trying to weave in and out of strip <laughs> clubs and clubs and sports topics. But Leather and Lace holds not so special place, but kind of special place in my heart. The first strip club I ever went to, mm-hmm. ever. And it was when I was in college, of course. And it was the one in university area. Right next to the Waffle House. Okay. okay. Right next to the Waffle House. Me and some buddies. Hey, it's open for like 15 minutes. Let's just go and see what it's about. First stripper I ever saw, Wes. Not kidding. This is true. Completely bald. Completely bald. Was she good looking? I'm I'm not kidding, Kyle. Kyle is on the other side is of the glass. Looking? You can come in if you want to talk about bald strippers. Yeah, Kyle like looks like a guy I, who would appreciate not, a good bald no, stripper. I mean, I mean, no, I was shook to be honest with you. We left. <laughs> like we, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I love that. This is what See, like I got had, spoiled. My first experiences with those. I, I wanted to be shown real quickly. The two times we've gotten Kyle Bailey to enter the studio is talking about horseshoes. Yeah. And now bald strippers. Yeah. Like this is what gets us going. What are your comments? Bald stripper. Uh-huh. Um, it's where true. Was this? Leather and lace, university area. Oh, yeah. Right next to the Waffle House. Wow. I mean, that that sets a pretty, you know, authentic scene, doesn't it? It's so true. West knows this. I mean, I, I feel like that's exactly how that could go down. <laughs> well, that's why I asked, was she good looking? Because... You know, Amber Rose, for those who don't she know. Was I mean, she Rose was not Amber Rose. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> why kind of I asked. a high bar to set. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know. She, she was not Amber Rose. No, yeah. she she came out, and me and my buddies looked at each other, and we're like, right, okay, nah, this, this, is, this is why Woo. this is about 15 minutes before close right next to the Waffle Well, house. this was probably like the one in, in uh, Winston-Salem that we would go to when I was in uh, college. There was one that we would go to. That was definitely uh, a bit rough. There was an oil heater there, like what was in my great-grandmother's house. They had an oil heater. Like like classic kerosene heater. oil (laughs) heater. The room had raggedy chairs that were just along the wall. And the strippers, you know, they were definitely, they had been through some things. So is this, like when you're with the boys, is this the go-to stripper story that you tell? Is this like the elite 
Pantheon. Well, tri- so you have primacy bias with it being the first time I've ever been to one. Okay. Right. Like right. It, and plus pretty interesting experience the first time you ever go. Sure. And then especially after the whole Waffle House connection, I did not go back. I don't think I went back to that one. I have the so I don't remember. One, though, but. So, uh, you say, I, I'm curious to hear what you, I've got a pretty yeah. wild one too, but I want to know what yours is. <laughs> okay, so um, I try to make Jeff Rickard is shaking somewhere right now. He's not happy. Jeff Rickard is in Indianapolis right now, waiting to absolutely tear into us. I'm sorry, Jeff. When we went to the Orange Bowl when I was at University of Florida, my freshman year, so. Uh, my buddy Big Mo, he was in my freshman class with me. He went about six eight, about three hundred and seventy pounds. Ooh, so uh, he he concocted a plan during dinner that we were gonna sneak out during curfew <laughs> and go out. So a lot of guys were in on it, but then when it came down to it, nobody wanted to do it. He comes in, I'm like in the bed. My roommate's in the other bed. We're in the hotel. We're in Bow Harbor, and then he's like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "Come on, you see, he's gonna go." So I decided. I said, "All right, Mo, I'm gonna go with you." So we go to a place called uh, Rolex, a pretty famous strip club down there. And, you know, we sneak out. You know, we're walking right beside the bushes, ducking down so they, nobody can see us from the window. How many people are, are there? It's just me and him. Oh, okay. It's just me and him. We catch the cab because we got per diem like every other day. So we catch the cab. We go to it. And, I mean, this place, it was like, I was like, man, if my grandmother saw me in here right now, she would be like. <laughs> because they have all type of stuff going on in the background to distract yeah. you. We won't get too, uh, you know, whatever. And so then um, – I, I end up paying for a dance. I think the girl thinks I'm cute, and that's why she keeps dancing with me through the songs. But then at the end, she charges me sixty dollars. So I was oh, like, yeah. "Oh, so she was going twenty bucks per song." So we end up chilling for a while. <laughs> we leave. We sneak back in. We go back to the hotel. I'm talking. I got shoes off in the hallway, trying to creep so nobody can hear my steps and all that stuff. Turned out the next morning, we found out the place got raided right after we left. What? And we were, I think Mo was 19 and I was 18. Because oh, in no. Miami, they didn't call me for anything. For whatever reason, I don't know what impression well, I gave off. Well, Miami. Well, yes. And <laughs> I got caught up for nothing. Well, you guys are monsters. Well, I was like, in. I had shrunk down. I was like maybe 255. I but mean, you I guess were the so. small one, Wes. <laughs> yeah. At 2564, you were the small yeah, one. Yeah, right, That's right, right. But yeah, we leave and it gets raided right after we left. And we was like, man, we dodged it. That's if they would have caught us, that would have been all over the paper. All so I did get caught. I did get okay. caught. Okay. Oh. Right, so go. I'll go quick. I know we're up against no, it. I see the clock over here. But like, I I was in college, senior year. A bunch of us went out. We were with the, I was at Tech. With the softball team went yeah. with us. A big group outing. Yeah. Uh, we went to the strip club in VA and uh, just having a good time, legal drinking, sipping on some beers, having fun. We go upstairs and uh, a friend of mine, a, a girl on the softball team, is getting berated yeah. by this dude in the corner of the top. And I'm just like, what's, and she's a close friend of mine. I'm like, yeah. what, what's happening here? So I walk over and he's calling her the worst names you can imagine yeah. in the book. So I snap. I mean, I've had a couple of beers anyway. And so I've, I've got plenty of liquid courage on top of just being me. <laughs> and, you know, I go at the guy. And so I got him backed up in a corner. Little did I know, he owned the place. Oh. <laughs> so he's talking to me and waving over top of my head while oh. doing it, and I have no idea what's happening. Yeah. I get scooped up by four of the biggest dudes that you <laughs> can ever imagine. They carry my big ass down the stairs and toss me out the front door on my ass. Oh. It's, I mean, I'm sure this is not specific to Virginia, but it wasn't a strip club. I went to a bar, and you talk about the bouncers there, man. Like, uh, it's not like I've not been to clubs outside like of Virginia, but the mountain boys, <laughs> they I mean, play, man. they're huge. <laughs> And yeah. So one one guy, crazy drunk at a bar, decided to, yes, pee on one of the bouncers. And it was 
the worst mistake that guy could have made. Yeah, got I'm got not, drug out. I'm, I'm not kidding. Got drug out. And of course, these bouncers, it's the classic always be nice. Nah, man, this guy was like nope. really controlled, but dragging him by his shoulder. And this was a big dude getting dragged, gets thrown out of the club, Uncle Phil style. And I'm not exaggerating any of that because when you pee on somebody, I'm sure you do find some adrenaline. Did the bouncers go back outside for a little bit and stay outside oh, with them for yeah. a few before they came so, back in? You know, I, I, we'll, we'll do this story time a different day because I'm, I'm going to let you guys actually talk ball. But like that's yeah. how I worked part of my way through college, just working the door, you know, bouncing mm. in Blacksburg. And I worked security jobs in Charleston. When I was coming up and uh, you see some of the wildest stuff you've ever seen in your life. I got to try to put a cigarette out of my face one night because we cut him off. Oh, yeah, it was nuts. I mean, I, some stories I cannot tell because the FCC will pull our license and Jeff Rickard will fire me for telling those stories. Well, yeah, all right. That is kind yeah, of That'll be for the fishbowl. I, I, I love I, I want to find a topic pretty regularly as, as good as horseshoes and bald strippers to get Kyle Bailey into the we'll studio. Get you back. I had a guy walk up one night when I was checking IDs. He thought I was somebody else wildly drunk and he just walked up and punched me square between my eyes Goodness for no gracious. reason because other than he just thought I was a different guy. And I can imagine you have a great voice so I can imagine when you bark on somebody in those clubs too. That's pretty cool. Well the voice, no you're right like the voice hits different so yeah. especially because if you hear me like people think I'm a lot bigger than I am and then I got noodle arms <laughs> like you ain't worried about me dragging you out of a club. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you hear me on the phone, it might sound different, but then you see Kyle. Okay, that all matches up. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'm not needing to put a cigarette out of that guy's face. Fellas, uh, I appreciate the appreciate invite. You, no man. doubt. Yeah, we love absolutely. that. All right, there you go. That'll do it. That is the great Kyle Bailey. Catch him, by the way, from 3 to 6 p.m. right here at 92.7 FM WFNZ. Let's now go to the great Fitty to transition us with our first Fitty Flash. What you got for us, man? Yeah, we go from stripping <laughs> to flashing here on Sports Radio 97 <laughs> WFNG. Nice. I see what Jeff, you did there. Jeff is not happy. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> uh, he, he, he's probably worn a hole through those sketchers. He'll get a new pair for Christmas. Um, big news coming out of Philadelphia earlier this morning. No Jalen Hurts going to be at quarterback. It'll be Gardner Minshew versus Dak Prescott. Eagles win. They wrap up not just the NFC East. They would get one step closer to locking up the number one seed in the NFC. And an interesting tidbit with this Gardner Minshew, he's been absent doing a lot of Mike Leach. Uh, you know, they, they, they held some ceremonies honoring his late football coach. Um, do you think this favors the Cowboys to get a much a must win at home on Christmas Eve? Yeah, I, I think I saw something kind of crazy yesterday. I believe it was on ESPN. I think it was PTI where they were asking, is Gardner Minshew actually some is, is, is Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback? going to make Philadelphia more dangerous than Jalen Hurts, or it was something to the tune of that, and I just had my eyebrow raised. Like, Gardner Minshew is a good backup QB, but Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP level. Yeah. It's him and Pat Mahomes. I mean, nah, this is crazy. Yes, Gardner Minshew starting is going to help everybody that is pulling against the Philadelphia Eagles because <laughs> Jalen has been really special this year. Yeah, I think. And this I like Gardner Minshew, by the way. Yeah, and I think this is huge. Jalen Hurts suffering this injury. I think it's going to be something that's going to be lingering, especially the fact that it's in his throwing shoulder. But no, they will not be better with Gardner Minshew, and I think this for sure favors uh, the Cowboys, which I think anyway, when you have 
have two really good teams, you're going to split more than likely if you play uh, each other twice. So I would pick the Cowboys just off of that alone. I hope so because I don't think my family wants to deal with the moody son back home for Christmas if we lose at home to these bastards on Christmas Eve because it will ruin my entire holiday. All right, we try to reset the show, get back on track, even though we really haven't been doing that. Who knows what's coming next? It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7. That sounded bad, WFNZ. Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You can text us. A lot of you are on the Garage Door Guru text line 704-570-9610. A lot of people enjoyed that segment. Really appreciate Kyle Bailey sharing some story time with us. A lot of people, right? Like about 50 to 60% of the texts. I mean, I'm sure I could read some of them, but it's going to be too hard to decipher through all of them. So just know we see you and we appreciate you texting in, but we're probably just going to go ahead and visit the campus corner to try to talk some ball today. Some That's football, what's up. some basketball. And this is probably the segment we cut in the most a lot of times. I mean, this the is the one. Corner, Can so you? Yeah, We'll yeah. give it as just due today. Of course, this is the time that the campus corner gets its day and gets its light. Let's recap National Signing Day. What were some of your main takeaways after the dust settled at um, on National Signing Day? Well, the fact yesterday. that Nick Saban is on the warpath, okay? When you look yep. at it, depending on what service you want to look at, uh, out of the ESPN 300, they had 11 of the top 30. I mean, it's one thing to have a great class and have it spread out with guys ranked at different things, but, dog, 30 of the top high school players in America, almost half of them are going to Alabama. Like, if you talk about the top, yeah, the top 30. And then you go look at uh, the, That's crazy. The, the 247 rankings. I mean, they had six five stars, four. They have 24 stars. Well, how many five stars are there? Because there's usually only, like, what, Bama, 10? there was, in the ESPN, I believe there were 18, and Bama had four. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. Now, as somebody that is a North Carolina fan, I'm going to go to Fitty because North Carolina oftentimes will do a great job at recruiting with Mac Brown having become the head coach there. That was always the thing, right? Mac Brown was always going to be lauded for his ability to recruit talent. And it's why even after last year's struggle, I always gave Mac Brown the benefit of the doubt because you're at least going to get talent at a higher level than a lot of other North Carolina coaches that are in Chapel Hill. It's just about what you can do with that yeah. talent. And that's understandable. And it's kind of why it makes it a conduct. Like he's polarizing. Matt Brown is polarizing for that very reason. But a lot of this is too. Some of the rankings might be off a little bit. Sometimes it is the coaching that matters. As somebody that's a fan of North Carolina, what do you make of the whole national signing day really as it pertains to Chapel Hill? Yeah. I mean, like, look, there's no doubt that Mac Brown's going to get the talent that you got to get to compete. But also, what was the problem his last five years at Texas and right now his first four years at Carolina? 
you don't have a whole lot to show for it on the field. The yeah. axiom about him is that you don't want Mac Brown coaching on game day. You yeah. want him coaching every other day of the week. And, and so the, the, that that's the thing. Um, I, I've, I've been a big proponent that I think a lot of the talent that he's brought in has been overrated and that these kids just aren't as good as whatever that star beside their name in, in high school told them that we were. And also the coaching staff hasn't been good enough to get the most out of the talent, which is why we are where we are. Yeah, I think that too. I agree with him because they, they did get some kids though that just didn't pan out, but you do wonder if it's coaching or what. But just taking a look at things from the local angle, I guess ACC Miami, according to 24-7, had the number one class. They were talking about them yesterday, saying how many guys they were ushering out of that program and how many transfers and recruits that they're getting in there. So we'll see if Miami can get this thing turned around. But three five-stars for the Canes, 14 four-stars. Clemson, they beat out Clemson this year. So that's impressive uh, to beat them. Florida State had the number three class. Fitties Tar Heels had the fourth Rated class, and then Wake Forest. You know, I got to give it up. Yeah. Normally, they their class is normally ranked towards the bottom. Now we know you talk about player development; it doesn't get much better than it does in Winston Salem as far as them taking guys and turning them into diamonds. But Wake had their highest rated class uh, ever, finishing according to two four seven eighth in the ACC. So for a guy that pays attention to that, you used to send them at the ten to thirteen range. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Now speaking of North Carolina, let's go to Mac Brown's comment on how he likes the class that they brought in, but they did lose some guys. Very impressed with this class. All of us are navigating different waters now with uh, with NIL and the transfer portal with roster management and the the way recruiting is going and being handled now. I'm really proud of our Hills for Life and that they're going by the rules and they're doing NIL right. All of these parents specifically and these young people understood the process. They understood we were going to go by the rules. They didn't detour at all when other people were talking to them about NIL opportunities. So very, very proud of that. We probably lost five guys because of NIL with some people not going by the rules, but uh, we're really, really proud of the, the 20 that we got. Losing some guys because of name, image, and likeness. Fiddy, are you shaking your head? I'm just shaking his head about. Oh, I'm really, I'm really proud that we do things the right way. I mean, and Flounder were talking last night, Uh-oh. and Flounder was like, "Oh yeah, I do believe we are doing things the right way." I was, I was naive once as well. I was raised on the, that <laughs> Carolina did things the right way. Then came out that report in 2010 that launched almost a decade-long investigation, and that academic scandal that got in, that, that got every NC State fan off was more of an institutional problem than an athletic issue. Every program cuts corners, mm-hmm. and so that's what blows my mind is that he's up there sitting there saying like you're opening yourself up to get investigated, because like if if, if someone investigates and they find some dirty laundry, then what do you say? Go so wash it. We we know. <laughs> Did you say just watch it? Yeah. Excellent. (laughs) Great Carrie Underwood song, too, Dirty Laundry. Um, Also, Don Henley, by the way, Dirty Laundry. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of mentions there across a ton of different demographics. Now, name, image, and likeness surely has affected National Signing Day and the way that college football coaches will recruit. Well, everybody except for Dabo Sweeney, who has always dealt with NIL, and he told you that yesterday. (laughs) We built this program on NIL. We really did. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We we built this program in God's name, oh, God. image, and likeness. <laughs> I mean, 
Kyle Bailey and Smoke Ludwig walked into this studio yesterday as we were transitioning, and they were excited because they found what was radio gold in soundbite form, and they could not wait to get that over the airwaves, and it kind of happened as we were transitioning. That is a ridiculous soundbite, and this is exactly who I, what I would expect from Dabo Sweeney. What are you thinking if you're a player, man, and you hear that? Like, is it just, you know, palms in the air, it is what it is, that's my head coach? Like, yeah, what do you I mean, I love Dabo. He's one of my favorite guys. Me and him have a pretty good relationship every time I see him. They show love. My mom has made them pound cakes. He sent my mom a donation for her nonprofit. But, God, I mean, I always benefits. have to argue about him because when he says stuff like this, it's like, come on, Dabo. Like, man, that was just a bit over the top, like I said, man, but... When you're making the kind of money he's making, having the type of success he has, man, he's he's not he's not thinking about that stuff, man. I, and and you produced Deshaun Watson, so I don't know if you could be saying <laughs> the whole name, God's name, image, and likeness. I, well, oh, yeah, it, it's hilarious <laughs> to hear Dabo at the beginning of that before he delivers what is going to be the punchline he is so ready to deliver it he is buttering up everybody before he <laughs> delivers what he thinks is going to be the god knockout blow how they've been dealing with god's name image and likeness what did you think of your boy dabo fitty given that Whoa, sound he's to not us? my boy oh, i know it's a joke yeah no i my, my thing is that like it's spot on for Dabo. I don't get the criticism that he gets because he built, you know, he is a man that has built his platform around being a faith-based coach and we have a problem with that in this country. He just has learned <laughs> he just hasn't learned when to just not say stupid stuff. And and it's just part of who he is and part of that though like I respect like he is who he is to the 10th degree. Like he cannot he, he is the college football, what, what Roy Williams was the college basketball. A good old country boy who is built. Who is there is very fundamental differences between the two. Though. Yeah, like one of them very religious, the other not so very religious. But like in the way they carry themselves, you know, I, I don't, like I said. Oh, no, it's hilarious. Like ultimately, I mean, there are, there are some things that th- this could turn into a larger discussion that I'm really not interested in having because it's n- most likely it's not going to be harmful. Because you like, hate God? Yeah, because I got a question. Yes, you keep joking about that, and I appreciate you bringing that all the time. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that constantly. But, no, there's nothing harmful that can really come from it. It is hilarious, though. Like, we can share the comedic value that comes from Dabo. Buttering people up before he delivers the name, image, and likeness as it pertains to God punchline. Like, that is hilarious, sharing that on National Signing Day. Well, I was just going to ask you guys real quick. Are you guys excited? Do you care uh, about Arch Manning uh, next year and his career going forward? I, yeah, I'm excited to see Arch Manning. I, mean, I know that's been somebody you've had close, uh, you've paid close attention to. Yeah, I mean, just looking at 24-7's all-time highest rated recruits, I mean, he has a point nine 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 nine, so that would put him in the top seven ranked recruits of all time. I just can't wait to see all the hoopla that's going to come around to him playing at Texas. It's just going to be fantastic, man. I, I do get excited for stuff like this. I like getting on guys when they're young and keeping up with them in their prodigious stages. So I can't wait to see if he's going to pan out. All right. It's the one o'clock hour coming up on Wes and Walker. We will talk about the top 10 ranked players in this game between the Panthers and the Lions. We also have fire or fizzle coming up at 145. Once again, Wes and Walker Sports Radio 92.7 FM.